You're listening to Spawn of Me on ESN.FM. to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 61. I'm joined this week and every week with my co-host, the dude, the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the pink shirt on that you can't see, Cicero Holmes. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. I am so robotic, Ultron. That was terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just started talking and things happened. That was that was the worst, almost ad lib of a beginning of a show that you have done so far. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. That was a really bad James spell. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that was yeah. Yes. That was not good. Cut that the cords. Terrible. I'll flop around. I'll do it all. I am James Brown. What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> ah, yes. Welcome. What to, terrible. Welcome to Bricago. Oh my god! This is—I feel like I feel like we should just start the whole show over. Hi, this is Kali Fadim. This is the episode sixty-one of the Swannaby Podcast. I'm your host. Anyway, yeah. How are you doing? How are things? Uh, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing okay, man. I'm you know I'm hanging in there, and uh, you know I'm trying to make things happen. And uh, you know sometimes sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right now, I think it's working. So sometimes uh, you dream that you are me. Yeah, man, this is yeah. the way it needs to be. And then I wake dun, up dun, screaming. Dun, dun, dun. I mm-hmm. wake up screaming. Um, how are you, man? Things are good. Yeah. How's Portland? Things are good. It's, Portland is beautiful. It is lovely. Yeah. It is starting to. Um, it's it's interesting now because the um, uh, all the pretty flowers are kind of out. Mm-hmm. And it's nice, and then people just kind of come out and they like. It's like the whole brand new day whiz right. movement. Right. People just run out of nowhere because it hasn't been raining for a bit, so it's been great. Nice. Um, it's been it's been a dope dope week in that respect. It's been it's been good. I went to a diversity. Uh, seminar or panel at my job last night, uh, which was really interesting because oh. there were about three brown people in the whole right. whole thing. Right. Well, so I sat there with almost a screw face, but not a screw face. Right. There That's you go. three times I mean, a quota. Yeah, basically. <laughs> there you that go. was like they got they got to mark three black dots right. on the scan on the scantron right. sheet. <laughs> oh, you know, so you know what, I, you know what I've done this week is um, I've explained to my coworkers the nuance of the black man head nod. Um, how did that and how did that go? Um, so, you know, I explained to them that there is there is a way to make the head nod. If you you're walking past someone, you know, you're walking past a, a brother or a sister on the street and you don't know them, you nod your head down. And that's, you know, that's an acknowledgement that you, you see them, you acknowledge them. But if you, if you nod your head up when you see somebody, that's a sign of aggression. Unless, of course, you know that person. And then that's just, say, hey, what's up? What, wait a minute. Wait, it's wait. even more nuanced than that, though, because I, I do the head up for people. What? I just don't know what I feel like doing really? that day. Yeah, that's weird. I, I don't, that was some weird, bizarro the version of the head nod for me. Right. Now, yeah, you see somebody on the street and you, like, you head up, head up, head, head nod, word, and, and that's not, that's not beef? No. No. Mm, no. Nah, that's like, what's up? How you doing? What's going nah, on? It's the head nod down. I, I didn't, first, first of all, I didn't know, because you head nod, well, so, well, look, for you, head nodding down. Mm-hmm. 
would be a problem because that means you're trying to headbutt the shit out of somebody. Right. Well, nah, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying we're like right next to each other. <laughs> we're I salute, mean, if you head nodding down. We're saluting each other like old British men. <laughs> I was like, I mean, like doing the doff of the doff of the cap, right? Like, right, Hello. exactly. We got and then headbutting the shit. Out of people, and that doesn't work. Shit. <laughs> that doesn't work. I was like, what kind of head nod are you doing? Right. I never heard of that before. I never heard of a down head nod. Yeah, it's, really? the, it's the down head nod. about distance? Like, if somebody's far away, I'm more likely to do, like, a slower down nod if somebody's at the distance. If they're up close or approaching okay. me, I'm more likely to do a slightly up nod. Really? Hmm. I need, I need, I don't, I need this to be, like, something that Bricago tells us. All right, right. so people of Bricago, right. if you are down with the head nod, Please tell us your interpretations of the head nod because yes. I think Cicero's version is broken. I've never heard of that before. There's just one head nod. There's the up head nod, and that's it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, nah, the up head nod. No, it's not just the up head nod. There are two versions anyway. of the head nod. You see somebody. There's only one. You see somebody, and like, you, you know, hey, uh, just a, a, a show of deference to them. You head nod down. What's, you know, what's happening? I see you. And then if you head nod up, like it was what's up you know and that's i mean the head nod up is like what's up like the head nod down is like hey you know what's good but the head nod up is what's up now what's up could could be it could be like cordial or it could be aggressive we're gonna move on from the head nod right discussion because there's only two ways that this could go this (laughs) literally up or down and i think it's already gone down Um, so, so that that wonderful uh, silky smooth voice that you hear the the third voice on right. our our podcast this right. week is our wonderful guest that we have been trying to figure out a way and coordinate some magic with uh, for a long time, and it seems like we have finally snagged this gentleman from his very 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 busy and very very cool super dope podcast, and successful, yeah, yeah, super successful and dope and awesome podcast. We have Aaron B. I, I can't say it without thinking of like you as an R and B star. Right. Or, I can't I can't say it. Right. Or some yeah, some <laughs> some uh You think of John B, yeah, exactly. What you know, he was on Z one hundred and uh John B would always get played on Z one hundred back in New York. He wouldn't get uh, Oh a wow, of, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Actually, he yeah. wouldn't get a lot of burn on uh, even though he's a brown dude, he didn't get a lot of burn on, on uh Kiss or BLS or Hot Nine. He definitely didn't get any play on Hot Ninety Seven. Maybe he would get some burn on on BLS or something like that. But, oh my god! Yeah. So we have Aaron yeah, B right? from <laughs> the. Ga- I know you are the fucking rambling. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Aaron B from from the Game Enthus uh, podcast. How are you doing, Aaron? How's things? I think things are all right, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm just hyped, man. This is, this is spawn on me, so man, this this is. I made it. <laughs> no, please. please, please. You just, you, you just was not the deluxe apartment in the sky high. Yeah, really. This is right, not it. Really, we we've got the garden apartment. <laughs> we're sharing, we're sharing a studio garden apartment right now in Bricago. Um, <laughs> what I've heard is that the beans don't burn in the kitchen. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, we are. Yeah, we on section eight talking about. Yeah, this has been our house for a long time. Right. right. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, well, uh, obligatory housekeeping, um, before we really get into talking about Aaron, Aaron is, uh, I was West Indian for a second. Haran, (laughs) (laughs) um, is, is the, is the fact that, uh, you know, again, thanks so much everybody for, uh, listening to the show and, uh, 
checking us out and and uh, we want to spend a, a send a special thanks to our wonderful guest last week Jamie Broadnax we've had lots of requests for Jamie to introduce um members of Bracago residents of Bracago to Idris Elba and or Shonda Rhimes so uh Jamie if you can make that happen will be forever in in your debt we'll remember it for the rest of our lives for the rest of our lives yeah um is she podcasting with Cree summer tonight yes she right yeah, now yeah, as, right, we, speak, as right we speak now. as wow. we speak she's got elmira on the um, internet right now is freaking out yeah. too i'm looking at That's my twitter up, feed man. and it's nuts right yeah. now how much love that she's getting uh for having Cree summer on yeah. uh which is crazy yeah. it's it, and the fact that um I, I got to relive a diff- uh, different world with my oldest because it was on Netflix, so oh, she watched, dope. she blew through the whole thing, and it was just, we would pause it and have discussions. It was just great. Man. Oh, that's that's dope. awesome. That's this is good dope. stuff. That's man. really dope. Quality time. That's really dope. That's awesome. Uh, hey, Cree, Cree. By the way, if you uh, if you ever find your way near Chicago, come by and stay, stop in and say hello. Talk about uh, all the wonderful work that you've done in voice acting. Work. Um, wow, boy, has she. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And and then again, really quick, just a really nice thank you to Jamie and the rest of the uh, Black Girl Nerds family for, for, for really embracing us this week. It's been a really cool um, amount of engagement that we've seen on our social media feeds. So that's been really nice to see. Yeah. And folks who we may we might have snagged a couple folks from from there. So we might have some cross pollination going on. Right. That would be dope. Right. And, and, and uh, in addition to that, uh Still, uh, some spillover from from uh, my appearance on Operation Operation Cuba, um, <laughs> on the Press Row podcast. Uh, the, quite a few people have have come back and and said some really really nice things to me, and you know I won't I won't even uh, play and and be real, uh, um, you know uh, what's that egotistical? I couldn't even think of the word egotistical. Um, uh, really, really humbling things that people had to say. Um, and hopefully you guys are hanging around with us and uh, you guys feel like you can find a, a nice place to live here in Chicago. So welcome aboard. Absolutely. Um, so I guess I guess what we're going to do is we're going to run and talk to our friend Aaron, yeah. because Aaron, it's we I came became known of your show um, maybe a year or two ago. When I think either Cicero or Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com, who is SharifJackson.com, so it was like, yo, there's a dope show called Game Enthused. You should listen to it. Um, check it out. It's a couple of cats on there that are speaking about games and about 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 nerd nerdy stuff and i was like all right i'm gonna go check it out and then i then i listened to the show and i was like whoa this show is dope how how, how have you started game enthuse where did game enthuse the idea of game enthuse come from what's the concept behind game enthuse uh tell 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 the folks at, of Chicago uh, what you do and, and why you do it okay i actually started the show um oh nine oh eight or oh nine and i did a couple episodes with my cousin uh, who's not, he's into games and stuff, but not, he's not quite the enthusiast like I am. And we did a couple of them and then just scheduling conflicts and stuff just made it hard and it just kind of faded away. And then I started working with this other, uh, site that's since long gone doing a show with them. And I left there for some, it was, it was some, some racial funkiness. So I was like, uh, so um, it, nothing like blatant, just like people being ignorant. And then when you 
pointed out to them. They get, you know, you know how people get, they get right. defensive and they, right. but then they end up reveling in it, which is like, you know what? I'm, I'm out. Right. No, nah, right. right. I don't have time to like teach you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, the teachable moment is past. Right. <laughs> and so in my area, um, I don't know if you are all familiar with cheap ass gamer. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Com. Well, in this area, we used to do uh CAG meetups where people who you know, were familiar with the site and the forums would meet up. We would meet up at like Dave and Buster's and stuff in the uh, DMV area. And there were a couple of guys there who I would see, um, Mike and Tiny. And around 2010, actually, we're approaching the five year anniversary when we started. Wow. Uh, when, wow. The show, when the show came back. And it was uh, E3 that year. That was our first episode. And that was in 2010. And we've been doing it you know, almost every week. You know, we take breaks and, you know, life happens. Right. But uh, we've been doing it ever since then. And the whole idea was just to get just different people on the show and just to talk to everybody, you know, regardless of like, I mean, the, the common thread is. Is, is the the geekery so yeah. you, you can surmount all the other stuff if you have something that you all kind of you know you're unified about so that's that's my thing just to get as many different people on the show talking about their experiences plugging whatever they're doing just have a good conversation that's that's pretty much it and you know keep it relatively clean you know, i like a, a somewhat clean show but people you know you all been on people you know, people say you know say what you want <laughs> you know, have fun just don't go crazy you know? <laughs> i, I, like I, I respect you i respect i respect it though because you were like when we because we, we both been on cicero's been on multiple times right. Uh, and it's, it was one of those things where you know you get the rundown before the show and you get the rule set and you're like, all right. And Aaron's <laughs> like, all right. no, no, it's tough though because I appreciate that. It's like there's some rules and I appreciate that because we have like no rules here right. besides right. just have fun and, <laughs> and and we and we like encourage people to actually to cuss. Right. We're like we're like you can totally right. be blue right now right. if you want. You can just cuss if you want. Right. And people are like, I can cuss. I'm like, yeah, you can cuss. They're like, oh, yeah, I can cuss. So, so, Aaron was like, no cussing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Right. Well, it's but funny he, because Tidy, he does it like every, like he, he breaks the rule every week. Yep. I'm like, that's whatever. I just <laughs> edit it out. It's cool. You know right, right, right. <laughs> I remember. Uh, so, so there's, um, you are a, a big part of Burkago history, Aaron. I don't even know if you realize this or not. Um, but oh, do tell. yes, but my very first time on Game Enthuse um, was with a gentleman named Mike J. Micah. And yes, it was. And uh, as a result, I, I met a lifelong friend in Mike J. Micah via your show. And uh, Mike has been, you know, fabulous to us. Um, I, I, I would like to believe that we've been fabulous to Mike. And, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for your show, then it would have been a long time before I knew who Mike was. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was great. And, and that show, um, we started up, you said no cursing. If you need to get some out now, go right ahead. And I, I went into, I don't know if you remember this or not. I just went into like, a um, uh, like, a uh, what do they call it? Um, Oh crap! What's the thing that Mahmoud Abdul Raouf had? Um, Tourette's. I had. Tourette's yeah, syndrome? yeah. I just went into a Tourette's like time warp and just just started <laughs> conjugating all sorts of curse words. It was crazy. Making up words. Right, right. You also went into a time warp just because you pulled up Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Right. right. <laughs> For real. <laughs> God damn. 
He's is, like, yeah, right. I was hanging out the other day with LaFonso Ellis <laughs> and, chill- and chilling in the bathroom right. with, uh, what's his name? Yinkadare. Yinkadare and Mark Price. Right. We had a barbecue the other day, and Brad Doherty then came over. No doubt. Eric said, LaSalle. Right. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> had our cross colors right. on and everything. <laughs> Black power medallions for all. Right, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, listen, I want to take this opportunity to um, congratulate you guys. You guys just put in the can your 225th episode. I mean, yeah. that's um, I mean, that's amazing. How that's big amazing. are your hard drives? What kind of hard drives do you have? Right, <laughs> <laughs> they have the terabyte variety. Jeez, right, right, man. exactly, exactly. He's, he's got a, you know, he's we throwing T's on it. Right, right. <laughs> he threw some T's on it. <laughs> they tens, they tens. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what? What do you attribute your longevity to? Like, how do you keep it fresh? How do you keep the show going? Um, how do you not run out of things to talk about? Uh, well, I, I like the internet certainly does its part. It just, you know, <laughs> part of it is just, well, one thing I like about, I like to do with the show is, well, you all been on, you know, the first like half is really isn't about games at all. Right, right, right. right <laughs> it's just right. about who people are, what they've been up to. Right. People just giving up, letting people just express themselves and just vent about whatever they want. Just talk, you know, how, how's your week been? The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, because yeah, the games are unifying, but you know we all do more than just play games, right? And I want to make sure that 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 aspect is people could get together and just talk about games. Any don't? I mean, there's a lot of shows doing that, just games, and that's fine. Right. That's right. cool. Right. But I want people to know who we are, who the guest is. Sure. So if you know more about me personally, without you know, not too much, not TMI personal, <laughs> you know more about me <laughs> as a person, it might help you understand my likes and dislikes and my taste it just uh, to me it just makes the opinions of of the medium we're all fans of that much more important it makes it all, all that much more understandable if you understand the people sure absolutely. absolutely what makes them tick so and you know another thing that that is fantastic about the show and you've kind of alluded to it and and you know and and in talking about stories uh i i've alluded to it a little as well just about every week you have at least one guest on and and um it's it's amazing just the the breadth of diversity that you have within your guests how do you find them you know uh, like how how deeply you know entrenched into the ground is your ear in order to find all of the people that you're able to find uh, what I used to do was I used to, well, a lot of it is actual. it's, it's about listeners. I like that people who listen to the show on because the one thing missing from a lot of the shows that well, some I used to, I listen to some I don't anymore is it's cool. You can listen to people, but you never have a, have a dialogue. I like the idea of if you like this show and you like what we do, come be a part of it. Sure. Hey, you think we're funny? Be funny with us. Right, right. <laughs> nice, nice. That, that's my thing. And I, I I like to be inclusive. So, like, like the guy we had on two weeks ago, I met him at MAGFest. Okay. We had a brief exchange, but we followed each other. And he liked some of the same things I liked. So I said, hey, you doing anything that's Wednesday? He said, no. I said, why don't you come on the show? And he came on. He had a good time. Nice, nice. And, when I'm, and, and people, you know, we take it for granted that we have an audience 
of, of you know rel- relative size. <laughs> I mean, some people with hundreds of thousands of listeners. I'm nowhere near that. But you know everything. You know, you take your time and it, it'll grow. Uh, but we take it for granted that we have a platform, no matter how large or small, every week. Right. And people listen to us and give us some feedback, and we get to express ourselves outwardly. Everybody doesn't get that. Some people really like the idea of. You want to hear what I have to say? Like, you want to hear about my week? Like, seriously? It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I, I honestly do. So please tell me. Right. And I think that really appeals to people. Um, I, I, I I would love it if some of the huge shows that I like, people say, hey, Aaron, why don't you come on? I, I jump at the chin. Like, right. like this one. <laughs> when he right. said he would be on. <laughs> yes, I do. Please. So did please, you, you know, did it. you start off? Did you have any... Uh, like radio background because I always find it interesting when people who have started podcasts I always like to hear what their origin stories were like I know some of the the, the, the folks who I've been watching and listening to for a long period of time some of them were in the theater some of them were in entertainment prior most of the folks that I know specifically now are all kind of folks who have a nine to five and they do multiple things um where, where did where did your want for podcasting come from you said that you were starting on a, on a show before where did the way did that 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 kind of want to jump into the space and talk about what you like where'd that come from that's a really good question i'll be honest now don't i uh, yes <laughs> it really came from like listening to these other shows and just thinking to myself like wouldn't it be really cool if i did a show and people listen to it and wanted to hear what I had to say. That's <laughs> really that is really wow. like that silly and simple. It's it's not even like I have no radio background, none of that. It's just more of like I wonder if I could do this, right? And yeah. I asked my cousin. He said, "Yeah, well, we can we can try it out." And, and we did it for uh, very briefly. It, it it just wasn't you know it, it wasn't like a beef between us. It just right. it was life. Life just got in the way, and it kind of went, went on hold. And I had my third child. You know, just things happen, right. and. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about it, I, I think, well, who would I want to do it with? I knew, I, I don't know if you all remember a show. This is back in the day. This is about like 10 years ago. It's like before the 360 came out. It was a, it was a podcast by a guy named Gaming Steve. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gaming Steve. I used, wow. I used to listen to Gaming Steve. His show was just straight like Coogee Rap Dolo. Like, it was just him. <laughs> there, there, there was no DJ Polo. It was just, right, just, just Coogee Rap. <laughs> And his show was just, it was just him. And it was, I mean, you know, this is 10 years ago. Right. So you're a little more forgiving. But I knew I can't, I can't do it by myself. So I was like, let me think of what I can think, you know, who will be good? And I thought about who are the people that sort of laughed at some of the jokes I had <laughs> during those tag meetups. <laughs> and Mike and Tidy's um, names popped in my head. So let me give them a, you know, give them a call, see, see what they think. And they were like, yeah, we'll do it. And, you know, it was rough, obviously. It's, it, it's still rough, but. I, I think that we had we had a chemistry and soon after we started having guests on other people that we knew and then in terms of like asking for guests it's listeners and it's people that I like to have developers on too right especially brothers that are making games right right right, right. or what, I shouldn't say bro I mean if there's sisters out there too making games I need to find them and get them on the show as well I, I, I you know I just want to make sure that any one of us doing something in this space has some platform to say hey I'm making this thing sure and it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, so, that's the beauty of the show, though. Like, the right. beauty of the show is that you have so many different kind of varying levels of that. So that's awesome. Right. It's, now, it's about variety. And if I'm going to talk about diversity, I have to 
you know, if, if I'm going to champion it, I, I have to do it myself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's the that's the the interesting thing about your show is that your show may be the only show in gaming podcasting that is that the where the lead voice is a person of color and then the co-hosts are white people it's that i've really thought about it that way but you might be right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and you know and that's i mean the 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 funny thing is that when i you know i look at gaming podcasts um, and I, you know, I'm like, well, you know, what we, we've often kind of, I've often talked about the origin story for Spawn on me. And one of, you know, one of our issues was that we didn't hear enough of us out there, um, representing, you know, representing us in in a positive light. Um, and, you know, as a result of, of doing the show and, and getting more familiar, we found other shows, obviously, you know, Gamertag Radio, uh, Danny, Danny Pena, shout out to Danny Pena, uh, s- uh, small sidebar. Danny Pena was, uh, just inducted into the podcasting hall of fame. Yes. He uh, was. In, in inaugural, you, yeah. Inaugural, inaugural, uh, group. He's part of the inaugural group of people, uh, uh, you know, inducted into the podcasting hall of fame with Leo Laporte. So congratulations to Danny. Um, that's what's up. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, that's huge. So, you know, I was a fan before we started this show, I was a fan of, of gamer tag radio. Um, and I, you know, I, I love, right. I love, I love Danny. I hate Paris. Um, (laughs) 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 um, not, you know, real talk. I talk to Paris just damn near every day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, so there was those cats, there was, uh, the Gats pod, uh, gaming and then some and then there were you guys and, and you know and that was it and it was you know it was you guys but it was you know when I was listening obviously I was listening to everyone because I love Mike and I love Tiny um, but you know the thing that made me proud was that that you came out there and you you know you had a show you were you were um, you know I hate to I hate to say the word but you were well-spoken um, you know, but there was, Cicero there was, was also uh, racist. He was so articulate. Right, I, I right. didn't know what to do. Right. I just, you just, you know, um, but, but yeah, but I mean, but there was, there was, there was a level of, of community that, that I could look at. And I knew that when you were going to talk about games, that if, if there was a game that was out there that was doing something that was problematic, I knew that you weren't going to let it just kind of fly by the wayside. Um, and, and, you know, be able to speak about the problematic parts of the game authoritatively. And that was, that was something that was, uh, very appealing to me. Um, and, you know, and when we decided to start our show, we wanted to just, uh, lend our voices to the, the very small group of, of people. So, you know, um, it's great to have you around. Um, it's great to have your show around. But like, you know, I, 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 you kind of answered it already. And I was, you know, I was always kind of wondering whether or not that was something that you were consciously trying to do was, was to find um, people of color and marginalized people um, within the industry to, to spotlight them. Cause I know, you know, you've got lots and lots of developers on, um, 
you know, that, that I've, you know, I've discovered lots of different people as a result of listening to, to your show. In fact, um, you know, not only has Mike, Mike have been on our show, um, but the PHL collective has been on our show as a result of me listening to your show. Oh, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nick, Nick wasn't on the show. Um, oh, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Right, he right. just yeah. Said. Yeah. But yeah. So Nick, Nick couldn't be on the show. He was big time in us. And, uh, um, instead we had gotcha. Terry, Terry, and I believe Brian, uh, from the PHL collective and, uh, you know, the real, the real Madonna, he, you know, he was being a diva and he decided to, uh, to skip our show. But, um, you know, all that being said, we, we love the PHL collective. We love everything that they're doing. Um, and, and Bricago wouldn't have known about them if it wasn't for the fact that, uh, I was listening to your show and, and and uh heard heard nick on your show so um yeah you're you're definitely doing lots of really really great things um uh, uh you know in game enthuse well i i appreciate the fact that you all <laughs> listened to the things i did and just took it to a whole other level you had one guest that I've never even dreamed of even inquiring <laughs> to be on the show <laughs> and not only not only did you have like did you dream of it or think of it you you went you put it out there. Hey, come on the show, and people resp- people said, yeah, you know, one thing about doing all this is teaching me like you really don't know to your ass. Exactly, amen, brother. And the, and the worst amen. that could happen is no or yep. no yep. response or right. no. Yeah, you'll be surprised. We did get we we've gotten some no's up in there too. So it's it's all in yeah. there. Right. Right, but but, but the, hey, the but, successes but, right. are, are are so huge. It's right. like, eh, you know, right. <laughs> forget right. about the nose. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I really, I really don't even think about them. You know, some will, some won't. You know, who cares? Um, That's but, on them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, you know, what's what's in the future? So, I, you know, I know a couple of things that that I know about game enthuse is uh, that one of the things that you guys do, I guess, it's twice a year. Um, or at least definitely once once a year is um, you guys do the 24 hour uh, children's miracle network. Um, yeah, we do extra life, extra life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we uh, have a, a game enthuse team had it for a couple of years now. Um, we've lost a couple members, unfortunately, only because these are folks who they're, they're not really local. So they right. <laughs> kind of found a home <laughs> at, at their local chapter, which we can't hate. I mean, as long as, right. raising, as long as you're doing something good for somebody, it's whatever. Right. We'd love to have them back, but it's all, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But yeah, we, uh, that's, that's when I was saying earlier, that's the only time I'm on camera is when I'm doing that 24 hours a day, <laughs> that one day. And we just eat a whole bunch of semi unhealthy food and play those games. <laughs> yeah. We just do it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good time. And it's for a good cause. That's, right. that's for sure. Word. Um, so, so you guys, you guys are like the indie giant bomb. Um, in in the, someone else has been the, telling us that the too. In, it is the, the indie clean giant bomb. Um, they they mentioned that too. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and and uh, you know, like in in lots of in lots of different ways, and, and um, because it is it is like a stream of consciousness gaming show where you guys do talk about games, but you talk about so much other, you know, so many other things. It is so much more about just the games. It's about the personalities, it's about all those other things. I don't know if you realize this, but Giant Bomb knows that you started, but when you started back up, they wrote a story about the fact that you were starting Game of Thrones back up. 
that was actually tiny <laughs> putting that on the site. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, it, 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 hey, it does exist there. It does it, exist. It if you, if you Google there, so. Giant Bomb and Game Enthuse, it does pop up. That's all that so, matters. That's all that matters. The internet has said it's... Yeah, you are right about that. It is okay. Um, have do you, So do you know if those guys know that you guys exist? Oh, I'm sure that they have no idea. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I listen to their show every week, but I... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that, that, that the amount of feedback and things that, that are thrown at them, I'm, I'm yeah. Right. So, so you know, you, I'm, I, I can't even get on NeoGAF, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. Right, right, exactly. Like, I know I know it's a politics thing, which I don't get. You know, I'm, I'm using politics in air quotes. I'm not right. real politics, but yeah, I, I would make an account and it was like, no, nah, you didn't beat the criteria. Right. <laughs> what, what is, what is what's the criteria? You just got to know. Stand, no mod. Stand no next, mod. Right. right. Uh, stand okay. next to this the, digital the, paper bag. <laughs> oh, wow. You want the paper bag? Boy. <laughs> My gosh. Um, so did you, did you um, model your show after Giant Bomb or did you, like as a fan of their no. show, did you just kind of say, hey, I, I you know, I kind of like the, the, the vibe that they have I want to have a not, similar vibe when you know when not you were really because if if I'm thinking they weren't really I'm trying to think were they I don't think the show as it is now was even in existence then wow I'm wrong. so but Giant Bomb show, copied I, you I'm not saying that either but <laughs> <laughs> I would say two shows I really listened to a lot back I still do but that were influences was one was the CAD cast mm-hmm and second was uh, Player One. And you had, I know oh, you've done yeah. some shows with Rich Grisham, who's a frequent right. guest on Player One Podcast. Right. And, you know, I, I met some of those guys out at PAX and stuff. And they were definitely an influence as well. Okay. Um, and like you you mentioned Gamertag, obviously uh, the, the music was clearly, you know. Right. You know I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big hip-hop head, so. Right. Right. I'm kind of glad you I, said I that. I'm kind of happy that you said that because what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back from the other side of that break and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of your hip hop love uh, and some other things that you were working on uh, with Game Enthuse. So we're going to take our music break really quick and we'll be right back after this. Shut them down. 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 Shut them
Welcome back to the Spawn On Me podcast, episode 61, featuring our boy Aaron B of Game of Foods. I uh, hope you enjoyed that music break. Um, that was the Revolutionaries, uh, Public Enemy, um, my hometown, my dudes, literally my homeboys from Roosevelt, Long Island, um, with with your boy Pete Rock with the remix of Shut It Shut Him Down. Shut him down. Um, so, shut him. Shut him down. Yeah. Shut him down. Exactly. Can, can I ask a question? Sure. I, I'm known on Game of Thrones. We derail all the time, okay. and it, this is sort of uh, along the lines of what you're talking about. But I'm just curious. How do you feel, or what do you think the effect of Flavor Flav doing those TV shows and stuff has on the PE legacy? Um, you know, I think it has very little to do with the. Ne- you know, it has no negative. Um, actually, I think. It, it, it if anything it has a positive effect on PE because for people who didn't know who Public Enemy was see this this enigmatic personality that is Flavor Flav on the television screen and you didn't know who he was you go back and you research and you find out like oh part of Public Enemy and then you start listening to Public Enemy and I think it's gained them it's Definitely gained them a magnitude more fans than it's lost them. I, I'll even I'll, I'll ask answer a question with a question. Who is Flavor okay. Flav? <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking. No, no. I think I think it doesn't. Uh, William really do William Drayton. Yeah, I know. Right. Born I, on March 16th. I don't think it's really the done same, anything. Same for... same day as your boy. No one cares. Anyway, uh, every, it's, it's amazing care. that it hasn't because I agree with everything you said, but it is amazing that it has not right. really had. I mean, well, you know what, though, you it, know, it happened way it, later, if, though. Right. That's what I was about to say. If it if it had happened during, you know, like uh, during P.E.'s heyday when they were, you know, true revolutionaries, um, you know, they, they're in the middle of writing when I get to Arizona um and he's he's on flavor of love or he's hanging out with Brigitte Nielsen then it then it may have had a negative effect on them but uh you know even when the crack like flung out of his pocket right. on your own TV right, raps right I mean, exactly exactly all, all that did was just make it more <laughs> right well i mean i mean and but that was that was part of the that was part of the 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 appeal of public enemy was that you you had chuck who was this true like poet laureate basically and revolutionary and, and, you know, the S one W and, and, and Terminator X. And then you just had flavor Flav, who was just an enigma and, you know, he was a, an enigma Definitely. wrapped in a riddle wrapped in, <laughs> wrapped in a crackhead, right. Wrapped in a crackhead, wearing a clock, wearing a clock, wearing a clock that, that you just like, you, you know, nothing about him fit. With the rest of the group, not at all, but they embraced him nonetheless, and that's you know, and that was part of the, the the wonder that was that was and is Public Enemy, and and uh, hopefully, fellas, uh, you know, Chuck, if you're listening, I will see you guys at uh, Summerfest in Milwaukee, June 25th. Um, if you're there, come and come and see your boy Roosevelt represent Rough Riders all day, every day. There it is, Exit 21 giving all these people plugs ain't pay us no damn money what's wrong with you right hey hey roosevelt's my home man you know 
I, I'll, I'll get them plugs every day. I'm still trying to understand what the deal was with Terminator X and what his purpose was actually for. <laughs> he didn't do he a dim. He was a come on, son. Every every once in a while, he would take a record. I don't know. Spin, right? I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know who was around when he did it. Because heard it. Because every time I saw him in any video, he was doing nothing but standing there. Right. Well, hey, listen. He that's because he was. He, you he know, everybody had to be hard. Everybody was hard in, in except for Flav. Everybody was hard in in the videos. But yo, Terminator was a he was a dope DJ, man. He's a dope DJ. If you, and Griff would just look at you, right? Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you were just shook. Yeah. You thought Griff might hit yo, you? Yo, uh, real talk. Griff's mad short, son. Yeah, he's mad short. Griff, oh yeah. Griff is yeah. looking yeah. like mad a short. fake QEP Newton anyway. Yeah, yeah. Standing there, whatever. Looking yo, mad. Shout out, shout out to to Roosevelt's own Public Enemy, man. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll big them up, big them up all day. <laughs> Terror Dome. Uh. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the the one of the reasons that I picked this song is, uh, you know, I mean, it's a dope record. You know, obviously, all the things that I said, Roosevelt, that are not Public Enemy, um, but but uh, our our guest, um, Aaron, and I know last week we we talked about Baltimore, um, but of the people that we've had on the show, you probably live the closest to everything that's going on um in in that in that area um what's it you know obviously you're not you're not right there on the ground um but you're in the area and and you can kind of i'm sure that there's a a sense of the energy um in in the dmv baltimore area what 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 is it like and and what are your feelings on everything that's going on and the uprising and the quote-unquote riots well, what I'm gonna my response is sort of twofold. Sure. One is is the positive, and the other is somewhat of the negative, because I'm closer to DC than I am. I'm about equidistant, but where I live is more is considered more of a, a suburb to to DC than it is to Baltimore. Sure. And so, one of the issues which definitely goes along with how the peaceful protests and the rioting are perceived is is insulation. You know, you're looking at something on TV right. and it doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this is, you know, it's, it's like, if it's not happening right outside, you know, your your window, your door, it's like whatever, right. w- which is which is the negative part. Being Living in this area, I, I figured that, you know, there will be definitely some just some more interesting uh, travel options and things like that around the area because of what was going on there. I'm also kind of a little bit embarrassed to say that I I did feel even being 30 35 minutes away well because Baltimore is its own thing right. then you know DC sure. DC Baltimore is Baltimore but I I'd be lying if I didn't say that the separation you felt was probably not that much different than mine yeah. okay. even being as close as I was hmm. because the way because I mean, let me think. Like, I didn't, I don't recall there being, I live really close to uh, Bowie State University, right. which is HBC. Yes. And because I did not, I don't, I don't remember seeing any, anybody protesting, anybody marching from an area like Bowie State. Now, I did earlier on. Okay. But when, when the incident with Freddie Gray happened, I don't recall seeing, I, there was a street close to me that, that got shut down for not, not that long for some students that were just marching and, and voicing their opinions. 
So I guess what I guess what bothers me is that as much as I wanted to to really feel what people were feeling, I still felt separated from yeah. it. Not 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 really emotionally, but just like it didn't really it didn't affect like my commute to work. None sure. of that stuff because Baltimore is separate. Now that being said, there uh, there's a place that. My wife has been collecting uh, books for uh, students and things. She's a reading specialist, so she's been collecting a bunch of books and things to give away for free. So on the weekends, we would go off to Baltimore to this thing called the book thing. And you can just go in and bring in a clothing basket, a box, whatever, hat, a bag, whatever, just fill up with books. Oh, wow. And what's unfortunate is that in my mind, I was thinking, well, logistically, could we still go to do that? In that part of Baltimore. Oh, okay. But the reality is, this the, the jacked up part is, both of our cars broke down at the exact same time. So that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother like <laughs> headache right, right there. But we, I, I didn't even have an opportunity to like to go during any, you know, to even be in Baltimore during anything right. going on. Okay. Because I would like to have at least seen something right so i had like no opportunities i just felt completely even being as close as i am i still felt like i was far away which bothered on one hand it's like okay you know the hand it's like dang man like it just stopped like it's like it's but and it's not like i was apathetic towards it because i'm I'm not at all but this that's part of the problem is when people don't when people can't see something like that and, and empathize it's just, it's just like watching it. Right, show. right, exactly. It's, it's, it's not it's, real. It's, right, it's, none of the consequences are real. Right. It's it's just like it's just fiction. It's fictitious. Yeah, it's just fiction. Yeah, yeah. And on one hand, you can you can be angry at people for not feeling things, but when it when it really does seem as though like if you weren't right there, you were just watching, right, or just retweeting something, or just you know you weren't in the thick of. I it. I mean, I think to a certain extent too, we we were so at this point kind of inundated with visions of people being hurt and visions of people being killed who look like us so often now that it feels to a certain extent like all these like I was joking with somebody the other day and I was like you know that to a certain extent black people just have America PTSD if mm-hmm. it feels like on yeah. a consistent level that we are constantly talking about and hearing and seeing visions of ourselves through media, through news, through all these things, through the games that we play, like people who look like us being killed on a consistent and constant basis. So it's like that that separation, and and, and it has an effect. Oh yeah, on like right. that, and, and I think right. that's a part of it. It's like that separation is there because we're so used to it. We have become really detached from our own like external mortality in that way like it feels really different different in that way than most people can possibly can probably even think it think about it so to hear that doesn't really doesn't really throw me off you know what i mean it, it seems kind of weirdly the way it might need to be is like a barrier to keep yourself from freaking out all the time yeah but i guess that's when you cross the line of being desensitized is when it just you know what right. I mean? It becomes problematic. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 um you know, with all of the coverage that that uh black murders have have uh, have acquired over the over the last year, year and a half or, or or really honestly 
since 2008, you know, something changed in, in, in the air and I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, uh, um, but you know, around 2008, something happened. Um, there may have been, you know, someone, someone got a job or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I, the, the amount of black murders that, that we've seen, it has become to the point where, where you've, you become desensitized to it and, and everyone becomes desensitized to it. And, you know, so much so that when we were planning our spawn for good and we were talking about how we were going to deal with, um, you know, certain people and, and, you know, acknowledging them and, and what have you. And, you know, what happens if something happens during the weekend or something, you know, something to that effect. I jokingly said, um, you know, wh- whoever we miss this time around, we'll just catch on the next, you know, in the next one, um, you know, in the next point for good, um, because we'll, we know that there will there'll be more. And, you know, it was a joke and everyone kind of groaned, but everyone also knew that that was the truth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's it, it's kind of sad. Um, it is is very sad, um, but but it's one of those things that, that you laugh at, but you don't really think about it until afterwards. Like that, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and and I I want to kind of I want to kind of end on a on a you know on a slight positive. I I think um, again, like I said last week, it looks like the the DA um, who's a sister and uh, went to college with with a friend of mine who who says that he he knows her well and he trusts he trusts that she's going to do the right thing um it looks like she's very very serious about um prosecuting the the officers involved very fairly and and seeking justice whatever that may be and and you know i mean really honestly that's all we can ask and and i hope that going forward um, when when the next black man is murdered by by his protectors, um, that we can we can expect whoever the district attorney is in that area to do the same. So and also Loretta Lynch did say that uh, the DOJ was launching an investigation into Baltimore as well. Good. I, I think that came out a couple hours ago. Too. Nice, nice. Now you know, I mean, honestly, the DOJ could launch an investigation against every police department in the country. And, and the, the real telling thing is they've, you know, they've already gone into Cleveland. Um, you know, they, they've had some really damning things to say about Cleveland. They've had some damning things to say about Ferguson. I'm sure that when they come, when they come through Baltimore, they'll have some damning things to say about Baltimore. The funny thing is that no one's talking about launching an investigation against the LAPD and the NYPD. Um, Those two places are like their own military nation states uh, in terms of the way they police minorities specifically, but really everyone, but minorities specifically. And and if, you know, if you want to go anywhere and if you want the DOJ to go anywhere and, and look at, look at those places. yeah, Yeah. Look at, look at how, how you know policing practices are done? Those are definitely the places that they should go. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to segue from that, um, but but I'm going to attempt to do it anyway. Aaron, um, why don't you talk about some of your gaming loves? Um, 
what what turned you into a gamer um how did you you know how did you discover your passion for it and and what are your gaming loves now uh let me think um oh my dad getting a uh atari vcs back in the 80s you know he and i would play you know pitfall and uh, what was one of our favorites, River Raid and things like that. Nice. And it just, something clicked. I was like, I like this, you know. I was never very athletic. I mean, you know, I, you know, I played on a, you know, t-ball team and baseball and that kind of stuff. But, you know, sports were never really something I was really good at. Okay. And I really didn't like watching them either <laughs> too much. It probably bothered my dad a little bit because I'm sure he would have wanted some company watching the game. But it wasn't really my thing. So, just that and they, they never bought me a Nintendo so I saved up money and bought a Game Boy when I was about 10 nice and uh it's I've just been I, I love them man I, I just I find them relaxing I really I really enjoy playing games nice and it, it's it's grown from you know I'm not gonna sit there and list consoles right. but just you know platformers is definitely one of the the genres that I really enjoy the most and you know, that's why when people are gotten older and get a little cynical about Nintendo and stuff like that. I'm still like, you know, give me a Mario game, man. I'm, I'm having fun, man. It's just, I don't know. And I'm, I'm seeing how I've passed the affinity for them on to, to my children because they don't like games as much as I do. But, I mean, I don't want them to. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, all of them, they all appreciate, they all definitely love, like games. And, and the youngest, too. Um, really are just interested in just you know they'll come in and sit down and ask me questions and they all have their own handhelds and everything else and it, it you know I, I find them it's just my thing you know I don't people ask me how do you do all these video reviews how do you do all these things how do you do all this I'm just like give up TV you can do a whole lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean the only TV I watch is like I watch Housewives right, with the right, wife right. <laughs> on Sundays that's our guilty pleasure I kind of want to get into that a little bit is, is the 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 video series that you've been doing for a while, Have Game Will Play, um, is really dope. I, I mean, it's something that I've, that I've been paying Thank attention you. to for a while because it felt like for a while, you know, there's been this, uh, this like uptick of Let's Plays and, and people who have decided that, you know, Twitch has become a real thing now where it's viable for some people to actually make money and to, to kind of grow their listenership or grow their viewership in that way. Um, but the thing I really like about your series is it's done in a very kind of quick hit in and out, show folks what the game is, have a little gameplay with it, uh, kind of go, go through the, 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 the game mechanics and talk a little bit about why you like it and then kind of jump back out. Um, have you, have you noticed that your, your series has kind of pushed you forward and looking into different games that you may want to then look at or have there been some some games that you've played that you might not have necessarily wanted to check out before but knowing that you had this series that you decided that you wanted to kind of showcase could you go in a little bit about why you started it and, and, and why you continue it um well yeah i've been doing the youtube stuff since like oh seven oh eight i still have a couple like this old hulk video that people i still get questions every week about that thing it's <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I don't get a whole lot of uh, views and things, but you know, it, you know, I, I I get enough to I, I keep doing it, or publishers keep sending me stuff, <laughs> or, or they keep saying yes. But um, typically, I ask for things that I think I would like, right? 
and people might say, well, you know, it's sort of like when people complain about, well, this, you know, this website, this publication gave Bloodborne to the guy who likes Dark Souls. So how can we know we're getting right, a good opinion? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's all subjective. Right, I mean, right. w- w- would you want them to give it to the guy who only likes real-time strategy games? Right, like, right. That's, you at least want somebody who can talk to the series or the genre intelligently, right. whether they like mm-hmm. it or not. At least they're familiar with it. A fresh pair of eyes is fine. That that's okay. But I tend to just ask for things that I think I might enjoy. And the problem is <laughs> I ask for things and I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get like ten emails like, here you go. It's like, I gotta do something with this now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and it's sad, but my motherboard or my uh my, my one of my on my desktop. Uh, my gaming machine, the one I do the editing on, everything uh, died. It's under warranty, but I mean, I've just been backlog. I mean, I've been using, I've been trying to work around with, you know, using the game DVR on Xbox One and the the game recording feature on PS4, but the, P, the, the PC stuff is just, I can't do anything because my tablet and laptop can't even, can't even begin to, uh, to run a lot of that stuff. But it's funny you mentioned hacking will play because when I first started doing that, it was a let's play thing. It was just me sitting down right. and playing it. I still do. I still do those things, but I do those under the name just playing through. Ah, okay. So you know what you're getting. So my just playing through series is me just playing something live, not necessarily live, but just talking my way through it. But I felt like the, the issue with that was I felt I couldn't record though. I could only record those when it was like I was by mm-hmm. myself. When the kids were all asleep, so I could never really get a big stockpile of gameplay footage like earlier in the day. So ironically, I spend more time <laughs> <laughs> playing, like beating things, or playing through like three quarters, or playing enough where I feel like I understand what the game is right. trying to show me. Right. I can play this stuff anytime, you know, outside of like something that's gory, or whatever. Or, you know, so my kids won't see it, and record that stuff, and then I go through the, I go through everything I've recorded and. I try to find the, the best things to show. And then I record my voice, you know, just talking about it and trying to give you a background on his, what the game's about, yada, yada, yada. Because I don't know about you all, but I find that the written, you know, the thousand word written review just doesn't appeal to me the same way it used to. Right. Well, if it, I can it doesn't appeal to anyone. Somebody play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no, it's there. there. It's totally there at this point. It's, it's, Having having right. tried to do the editorial side of game coverage and getting into that field super late, I it totally doesn't doesn't really appeal anymore. Right. Like people don't want, and it's so interesting because we we we've been talking about what the next steps steps are for our stuff, and it's like that too, where we're like, do people actually want to read the stuff that we write? Nah, not really, because no one is doing actual just game reviews anymore Every, everything is a think piece everything is a opinion piece so be glad be glad you were ahead of the curve on that and you saw that coming around right. the corner it was like i'm done with that i'm not doing that nonsense yeah I, i'll take credit yeah I'm a i mean we, i didn't want to say it i wasn't gonna, i wasn't gonna say it out loud until you off cast but yeah it's true oh cool yeah <laughs> right. but uh I, I you know publishers keep sending me stuff and i you know i don't I just go crazy. Like I went to PAX. I only get a chance to PAX. East is the biggest show I get a chance to go to. Like I go to Magfest. I go to PAX. I try to make it to like too many games and you know outside of Philly. But I'm not. I'm not going to E3. I'm not going to GDC or anything. I'm not going to, to Prime. 
Right. So when I, when I when I'm at a PAX, I mean, I just go crazy. Like I did probably over forty interviews at PAX East. Wow. And put most of them up. Yeah, they were um, really good too. Not. Thank you. Um, I'm still shy. I'm. I'm not the most handsome guy, so it's just my voice. <laughs> oh my God. Not, not everyone uh, can be me, so you know it's okay. Th- th- you're right. You're absolutely right about yeah. that. Yes. But I, you know, I made a bunch of appointments. But I mean, if I'm in a room full of indie games, I'm, I'm going crazy. Like I'm trying out as many things as I possibly can. And the thing I love about indie developers is, for the most part, they're happy to see you because they get a chance to talk about oh, yeah. their game. Yeah, it's like about the game that that they either come home from work and stay up till three o'clock in the morning working on, or the thing that they're hoping takes off so they can keep paying their mm-hmm. bills. So if they get an opportunity to talk about it, they are going yeah, to, I think right? I... and they'll be enthusiastic about it, no matter how tired they are. And it's great. It's, it's win, win. I want to hear about it. They want to talk. Yeah, I think about that's the thing. Right? If people so, who, you know, listen to our shows and listen to the stuff that folks in our circles do, and they're like, Hey, how do you get into the business? Quote unquote, the business. Go find you. Go to go to a PAX. Go to go to a local event. Find the indie developers and just talk to them because they are always willing to talk to you. They yes, always want to show you their wares and they always want to talk about the stuff that they do. So that's that's always the, the pro tip to how to become a, <laughs> a D level <laughs> podcaster like myself. <laughs> and if if you really want to impress people, know about the obscure game they put out before they think nobody knows about. Sure. Mention that and yeah. watch how their mm-hmm. eyes just like, you know about that? Yeah. It's like, I'm a fan. I, I like yep, your work. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. It's totally true. Right. Totally true. Exactly. Who doesn't like to be appreciated on some level? That is correct. No one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's like if you want to be appreciated, show the people how you appreciate them or something they've yeah. done. Yeah, it's 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 always good to to kind of give people their kudos because they they will always be like, oh, word, that's awesome, that's really cool. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um. So I guess let's see, we have a couple of other stories to to run into before we head up out of here for this show. Um. Um. Oh, are we not going to break it down? I mean, we could do that. Do you want to do that? Lies, rumors, rumors, and lies. Oh, see, there it is. I'm kind of glad you did it because I'm not going to put the music. I'm going to just let that go in there. It's a... There it is. There it is. Now, you know, we got it. We got it done by Aaron. Look at that. It was the uh, the acoustic version. <laughs> um, what happened to K Solo, by the way? Uh, he was spellbound. <laughs> <laughs> K Solo had the one thing I remember about K Solo besides the fact that I loved his I loved his his stuff was he had the biggest nostrils of any MC I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Uh, next yes, next did. to you, next to your boy. Oh, Cause, yeah, because KRS. yeah, because yeah, yeah cause, cause me and Chris take the cake. Man, yeah. I'm telling you. So yeah. you know, if if anyone's a Facebook friend of mine, that they know that my. Uh, my avatar, my Facebook picture is a picture of myself and KRS uh, taken together, sitting right next to each other. No one else, everyone else in that room died of, of uh, asphyxiation <laughs> because we sucked up all the oxygen in that room. No, no And it was an amphitheater. Don't laugh. No. Right. <laughs> right. It was an amphitheater. Let me find so, let me find yeah, out that the Cicero and KRS one of the human airlocks. 
Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. When, when I when I when I sneeze, people have to go into their uh, tornado shelters. Oh my god. Um. So, yeah, it's 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 a bad it's a bad thing. Um. This is a terrible way to segue into into the first story. Um. But uh, you know, I, I guess trigger warnings for um harsh language on the Spawn on Me show. Um, but there was a game that was released on Greenlight for Steam called Kill the Faggot. Um, this made it to it Greenlight. Did. It made it to it made it to the Greenlight selection process. Right. So people had to vote. Okay. So. So it didn't get so, Greenlight. So basically, anything can get there. Yes, anything can get there. Yeah, but then anything after can that get point, there, and then, then it, like, there's an actual. All right, and then and then is it, this worse than that other game? Hatred? Was that game where you're like the. Yeah, way yes. worse. Yeah, so killing. Way worse. So, so yeah, so it 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 wasn't as visceral as hatred, but it was definitely more hateful than hatred. Well, um, it's, it's, a, it's targeting. It's not just well, killing everyone is also bad, but this right. is just targeting. Right. Yeah, 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 it was just bad. targeting gay people. So, so the basically the way the game works is it kind of reminded me of Lethal Enforcers, right? Um, you, you oh, had, wow. uh, yeah, I pulled that one out of the crates. Um, you, it's, uh, you know, rundown city and it actually, ironically enough, looks like Baltimore, um, rundown city, people running around back and forth. You've got a bullseye and your goal is, and a timer and your goal is to shoot all of the gay people and the transgendered people for, for points for, for points. And How do you know who's gay? Well, um, because they're wearing purple and colorful outfits and other people are wearing oh, camo okay. and, you know, oh. very, very so this bland. Is a, a realistic game. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so um, when you kill a gay person, you get 100 points. When you kill a dr- transgendered person, you get 150 points. And when you kill a straight person, you lose 100 points. Um, and when you kill um, transgendered and gay people, you hear things like AIDS carrier eliminated um, and or things like I'm going to stick my hot dog in your butt or some, you know, something, uh, something else really, this really sounds ridiculous. juvenile. And right. Compl- this just sounds so dumb. Right. It, and, 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 and admittedly, everyone that, that reviewed the game, the game was only up on steam for two hours. Um, and, uh, everyone that reviewed the game said that the game itself was, I mean, ridiculously dumb. It was just, it was a bad game by all, you know, by all accounts, just not even there was, there was really no fun to be had. Um, the game was created. So this is offensive on two different levels. Yes, oh, yes, right. Thematically and in oh, terms mo- of multiple, yes. multiple. Yes, yes, yes. So, so the game was created by a person who, uh, what is his name? Mike Herman. His name is Ra- Randall, Randall Herman. Herman. Randall Herman. Randall Herman is a game developer, but also tried to develop and is you know self self proclaimed Christian. Um, who tried to develop um, Christian skater shoes, and that the Kickstarter for that failed. Um, and in the description for this game, said that this was that Kill the Faggot was a 
was a mini game in another game that they were making, but decided that he was going to release this game just to kind of troll the SJWs and all of the, you know, all of the liberals because they, they can't take a joke. So basically he's saying that it's satire. That's that's not, that's not a joke though. Right. That's not right. (laughs) So part of the description is that, that he realizes that the game is a poor quality and, and playing off of that says things like you can play three levels and uh, you know, they're, three levels and a crazy good soundtrack and the soundtrack is really dumb midi music and um you know uh, uh juvenile you know juvenile scenarios or something something to that effect right um so so the so you know again this this obviously the game the game got put up um with a title like kill the faggot you you know that uh, immediately People were, um, you know, definitely kind of uh, felt a certain kind of way about the about the title, and as well they should right. And as a result, it was pulled down from Steam uh, within a Steam Greenlight's approval process within two hours, and it wasn't brought back up there. Um, the 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 interesting thing, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this was there were a couple of YouTube videos talking about both the game and talking about whether or not it was the right thing to do for steam to remove the game from their green light process. Right. And, and you know, at, at, you know, at first knee jerk reaction of course is, yeah, of course they should remove yeah. it. Um, but, but then as I sat and I listened to the arguments that were being made, I, you know, I've really had to sit back and, and take a second to think about it. Now, yes, the game is offensive on on so many levels. And, and, you know, who are we to say what is or isn't satire? I don't think that it is satire. Um, You know, it's just it's just not funny. Um, And and clearly and, you know, who am I to say that the guy is a bigot? I'm here to say that I think the guy is a bigot based on his justifications for why he released the game. And, and, you know, how he, the, the language that he used to kind of talk about his justifications for, for releasing the game. But the, but the fact is, if he wants to release a game, shouldn't he be able to? Yeah, he can. You know, like, right. And and, in in principle, yes. (laughs) But that's the problem with freedom of speech. Right. People pretend as a freedom of speech is somehow a, a shield from consequences or, or reality. Like, well, well, and 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 well, and that's 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 kind of the point. Is is yeah, I have the freedom to create a game called Kill the Faggot, and you have the freedom, conversely, to not purchase it, and and then to to basically uh, evangelize against any project that I do going forward. Yeah. I mean, I think that the real issue here is like, cause I, I get the folk, I get the fact that people want to kind of always try to bring up the free speech issue with everything. Mm-hmm. But as a person who curates, I mean, I get, cause you know why? Because it's like the dumbest version of why can't I, 
You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and because because sure. you know full and yeah, well, yeah, you know you why you it's want, you want us to pretend. Yeah, that we it's like to, to not understand that there are like to, societal things happening in which real real people who are of the of that community are killed just because they are of that community, and these are people whose lives matter. Then why would you think that it's all right to just randomly make a game like this? My my thing is this is like Steam has every right to do what they need to do to curate their store in a way Absolutely. that keeps their community on the up and up. The sure. dude can make whatever games he wants. He just can't sell it here. You can sell it on your own site. You can have it there next to your whack ass sneakers. And then you can, <laughs> and you can do all the things that you want to do over there, but you can't do it over here. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Much. Like it's, I mean, the, the other parts are deplorable. It's all disgusting and gross and terrible and it's ridiculous. And, and I hope he never makes another thing again, but it's also like you, you can't like people who are trying to make that argument are just playing devil's advocate just for the sake of playing devil's advocate. You yes, know, they are. So I, on the surface, I would, I would completely agree with you, but listening to the, there are a couple of YouTube videos um, that I that I listen to. Um, one one in particular, the you know the other one not so much, but the one in particular really made a a great case that wasn't just a devil's advocate case. It really it was a legitimate and earnest attempt at trying to explain why censoring this game isn't necessarily the best thing to do what was the what was the actual um, point though yeah I, I yeah love what's the actual point <laughs> like, so the so the the points again and, and and you know it's been a day now since i listened to the video and 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 apologies to everyone um for for not for not having it uh fresh in my mind but uh, but i think you know one of the points was that that again it's you know if you let the market decide on you know what is or isn't um, appropriate for them, then the mar- then the market then the market r- truly decides, and this person will be able to get the message via that. No, and uh, you know, of course, of no, course, nah, that's nah, bullshit. Nah, nah, that that, that that's, that's bullshit. pretty weak sauce. That's bullshit. Well, well, <laughs> again, again, this is this is me paraphrasing what someone else said, and, and you know, and again, it's, you know, the the fault is is clearly mine. Because I don't have the point in front of me anymore. No, no, the to, fault is to, not yours at all. I, I, for people, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there, there were there are times, even now, when the market decides that some people aren't, you know, aren't, aren't lives aren't worthy. Sure. I mean, a, a market decided that I was out and worth three fifths of a human being. Right. Right. A, a market decided that because of economic downturn, some people needed to be eradicated from right. the face of the earth. Right. So I, I, I think that's. Like it, that makes sense. I, I like in theory, but only people who right, make but the application. But the application of it is 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 it's, it's is putting not, on right, blinders it, to a lot. And what makes me mad is the people who make these kinds of arguments are never the people who are affected by the things that that are that are being displayed. And that nope. shit is annoying that, as that fuck. Part, that part that's is how they're able right. to step back and look at it so academically. It's right. like yeah, you know, that, I would really like it if true. the market would be like, hey, right. hey, gay people, hey, trans people. You know what? You should sit here and be triggered by all this dumb shit so that we can figure out and let the market figure it out while you are the ones who are actively being oppressed and actively being killed. No, don't do that. Just don't make it. Don't put it out there. Block that shit and censor it. I don't care. Censor it. 
there's right. no there's no reason for it. There's no reason. It's like it's it's the well, whole it's like it's the whole thing of like you know he is a Christian should be like everything that is is permissible. What is it? Anything that is I forgot the verse. Damn it, I had it in my head. Uh, but everything that you can do, you you don't need to do basically. Right. Right. Yep. And that's one of that's what that's what that goes into. You don't need to do that. Well, that's surprising because be I am a Christian, and right. what pisses me off is when people associate that kind of behavior with Christianity, <laughs> with Christianity. Yeah. right? Because yeah. people are supposed to know who we are because of how we love, right? right. Not right. how we hate. Well, right. I mean, you know, I mean, unfortunately, um, and and uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever really talked about it on the show, but I'm a, a reformed Christian. I am, you know, now an atheist. Um, and, uh, that's not the way for a whole nother show. Right. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, part of, uh, a part of the problem that I think a lot of people have with organized religion and, you know, not just Christianity, but, but it's so often, and especially in this country, but, you know, especially in this country, specifically with, with regards to Christianity, that so many people use Christianity as their justification for bigotry. And yes, they do. And that is, that is, I mean, you know, obviously admit that, right. That, you know, I mean, that is, we were, you know, the same Bible verses that people were using in the sixties and the fifties to justify, um, segregation and, and, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, segregation of couples, um, and, you know, and interracial relationships and what have you are the same Bible verses that people have been using to justify discrimination against, um, you know, same sex, same sex relationships. Um, and and so it it's always funny to me how people will say, well, I'm a Christian and as a Christian, I feel that. I'm justified in saying, you know, you're going to hell because you're gay or you're going to hell because you're black or, you know, something, something to that effect. And, you know, it's, it's, it's rare when you hear someone come out and say, you know, because I'm a Christian, I just must, I have to love you. I have to love you as you are and who, you know, love who you are. Yeah. I mean, you'll hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it depends on who you're like. I right. hear it, but right. it depends right. on the right. people you right. associate with. Right. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, the nut jobs are the ones, the, 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 you know, they're the loudest. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in all facets. In all facets. Yeah. In all, in yeah. all genres. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess um, if people want to hear. The other video, um, the video was called, hey, you guys vamp for a second and I'm going to look up the video. And then, so let's uh, talk about, let's talk about religion and how they should smite people with large nostrils. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you how about those bears, but you know, we can go with your suggestion if you want. <laughs> they, they are taking dominion over all our air. <laughs> there will be room for the rest of us. Yeah, how am I supposed to breathe anyway? Um, so why you're doing that? Why you're doing that? We'll move uh, to the I next found story. It. I you found, found it. it. What is yeah, it? Yeah, so we can finish. We can it's finish very this. Story. You. So you can go to YouTube, and if you care so much, 
to uh, find out this this what I what I believe to be a a nuanced alternative take and an earnest take on um, you know justifying allowing this video or this this game in quotes to exist on the on the in in the Steam store. Um, it is called Kill the Faggot, the game review. Um, you can go to YouTube and, and find it um, if you're if you're so inclined. Oh, so. How did that stay on YouTube? Anyway, yeah, I mean, anyway. Anyway. There, there are there are worse things on YouTube. <laughs> Not uh, much. I don't know. I don't know what side of YouTube you on. I don't know yeah, what side there, of YouTube. There are. There I are, must be on Goofy YouTube then. Right. <laughs> if word, I'm, I'm on like PG YouTube. I don't right. know what side you on. Anyway, so so Oculus uh, has decided that they are finally ready to come to market. Uh, Palmer Lucky earlier this week uh, announced that they are finally, finally, finally going to have a consumer version of the Oculus Rift out in the wild and out in your arms and hands and faces uh, in 2016 of this of next year. Um, so it's interesting because if you've ever been able to use one of the Oculus Rifts, the, you know, people have talked about how it's not ready for the home use yet, which I think is probably true. Um because of all the things that you're going to need to make that bad boy run, which is more than likely a really good gaming PC, um, which is something that he also said in the article on Polygon this week. He said, basically, you're going to be able to run it, but you need a PC. You need a dope PC that's going to be able to run pretty much all the newest stuff that's already out there. So if you can't run GTA 5 right now, you can't get an Oculus Rift. You can't run it. But there are websites where you can go to see if your PC is Chucky. Uh, Chucky approved if it, if it busts a dope move. If it busts a dope move, so good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious. Did you think that once that comes out, that you'd want to be able to, if you had a PC that could run it, would you go and get, go and cop one, Aaron? Uh, depends on the price point. Did they announce the price point? They yeah. said a little bit more than the Gear VR, which I believe right now is in the. Um, I think is in the two hundreds, right? So we're talking like three fifty, something like that. Right. Then I'm assuming it's going to come in at around three hundred. Okay, would three hundred would three hundred be enough? Would it would it be too much for you to to jump into that to that um, pool? No, I, I could see myself swinging it, you know, for, for that much. Uh, that's cheaper than what they're saying that the the hollow lens is going to be. So mm-hmm. right, right. I don't well, know. But the, ho- because... the hollow lens is is supposed to be. A standalone PC. That is true. It is its own thing, which is going to make it really expensive. Right? Yep, yep, yep. But but then you add on to the fact that the Morpheus is this. I mean, I'm glad that VR is seemingly becoming viable for a consumer product that right. like a you know a, a good quote unquote good consumer product. But it's like then you have to you know which one do you jump onto? Do you go do I go Morpheus? Do I go you know, Oculus, do I go the Samsung thing? Right, is, do I is, go HoloLens, right? I mean, I played around with the Samsung one, and I'm not I'm not impressed yet. Like, that one I played around with. Oculus impressed the hell out of me. Morpheus, I'm hoping to get some hands-on with Morpheus at some point. But Yeah, I have no idea when I'll be able to do that. But I've, I've tried Oculus, because Tiny um, bought one of the, the early ones. I checked I checked that out. It's cool. One thing I do look forward to, and I'm sure you all will agree, that this will start a whole new 
uh, beef. It'll be up about VR now, so right, we all can get right, tattoos right. and go on message boards, <laughs> right, right. call each other all the types VR, of names. The great VR wars of 2017. <laughs> you wanted Oculus? <laughs> right. Look what I got. Right. You know, so yeah, basically. Right. Wow, so wouldn't I'll, that be something? Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, if I mean, it got, listen, if it got to that point where it got so where it, it got to the point where people could actually afford it, where they could be beef like that, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. It, I mean, Not that happens soon. Though. That's gonna it, happen it ha- like a decade from now. No, I, it'll it'll be it'll be like I said, twenty seventeen. No, you're yes. out of your yes. mind. Yes, you're bugging. Hashtag subnostications done. It's been said. Hashtag wow. crack crack mo crack. a hashtag at you. Yep. Yeah, he threw it. Yeah, it was like yep. a shrinking. Yeah, like threw yep. it at me. Yep. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, so it's bound to happen because it happens with everything. It, it I mean, it just does. It just does. You yeah. know, whether it's a console or your phone or your operating system. You know, I have they, a Windows phone, so I really can't relate on that level. Right. Right. <laughs> right. The um, only people who I can see having this beef is going to be the kids who are on the rich kids of Instagram. Instagram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only kids who are going to be like, yo, son, I got that hollow lens. No, it's not going to get to that mass. The, the the mass state where everyone's going to be able to have one well, out the gate like that's but, not going to happen in the next two years, dude. That's oh no nah, way, you, no you're there. bugging, you're bugging, you're bugging. But no. is it safe to assume that this thing is going to have pretty much the same software? Like who's going to make an exclusive? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's if it's not point. a Sony thing for Morpheus, the same people play <laughs> the same games, and that's the reason why I think the Morpheus one is the more. It's like if you're going to bet on something right now. If you're talking about game playing, the only one to really bet on at this point is really Morpheus. I couldn't disagree more. If you see what they did with the move. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that, that's a reason to maybe be a little weary. Yeah, of I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. Um, first, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this part. I'll, Could I'll you answer, try? I'll answer the first question, which was. Um, you know, will I see myself buying one? First off, I've got to make sure that I get a PC that 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 can run it, uh, or a PC in general, because right now I'm still running Linux. Um, but I'm glad you said that before I had a chance to clown you. Please continue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, you, how are um, you talking about VR when you're running Linux? Yeah, hey, hey, listen, you can get you can be able to get VR on Linux. Probably have you ain't gonna get no Linux damn VR first. on Linux. Whatever. Yo, tweak, I, 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 found, I found this thing called Vrenix. Right. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's called PR, <laughs> personal reality. Um, yeah, basically. But but so uh, the, the, PR, the, please I, run. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so um, so meant I, that. I think the <laughs> the first uh, first things first, and I think that you know the the problem that Oculus has there's there's a a gigantic hurdle that Oculus needs to uh, to overcome, and that is irrespective of the price, unless it's you know a hundred bucks. Which is, you know, they've already said not, and we're speculating three, three fifty, four hundred dollars, whatever. Um, that that people need to be able to try it hands on before they will go out and purchase it outside of the just the early adopters, the people that are sold, and and it's 
you you know vr is is something that you can like there's no way for anyone to describe that without actually trying it first so once people are able to try it and they like it i think that a 300 dollar price point you know based on the things that you've said and and at c2e2 allegedly there was an oculus uh there was a rift there but I didn't find it. I didn't see it. Nobody told me about it. And I didn't get a chance to uh, to check it out firsthand. Um, but the things that you were saying about the rift and the things that Reef is saying about the rift and the, and the things that Jeff Kanata and, and Adam Sessler and all the people that we've we've had on in the past that have that have actually been able to use them um, have led me to believe that I'd be really excited to see what happens with it. So, uh, you know, I, I would believe that once I had a chance to check it out, if the price was under 500 bucks, that I could make a justification for purchasing one, um, provided that I have a PC that I could use it on. Um, now, as far as the games and, and the viability of the Rift, I think the Rift is the one that is best that is best positioned to do well. Because it's going to run PC first. And PC is where all of the crazy niche things go. Um, RTSs lived and thrived on on the PC for a long, long time. And, you know, there was a real question as to whether an RTS would be able to make it over the console. um, Simply because people on the PC are, are used to things running a little bit slower, you know used to taking their times when they're playing their games. Um, the, the games themselves are very, very specific um, to to the platform. And I think that you'll see developers that will make, when they're making their PC games, will use Rift kits to add VR to, their, to the PC games. And I think that you'll see if the consumers take to the Rift, if it's priced right, and there are enough demo units out there to prove the concept that I think you'll start to see developers really take to it. Not everybody, not, you know, not people that are that are or, or franchises that are primarily um, platform or, or console specific platforms. You know, the Assassin's Creed, Call of Duties, you know, all of those games. I don't necessarily see them coming out the box, um, coming out the blocks right away with uh with rift support but but you know again we already know that um adrift is going to have rift support and you know there are lots of other games that are going to be out the door that are either going to be rift uh rift exclusive games or games where they took some time to develop for rift on the pc so um, I really look forward to seeing what the Rift does, and I think that it has the it's positioned to be the most successful out of the three VR um, alternatives, VR AR alternatives. Uh, the AR being Hololens, um, and you know the Samsung thing doesn't you know that doesn't even factor in. Is that's not real? I was going to say I think logistically one of the hurdles that all of these things are going to have to face is demoing this right. i was just gonna right. say you that know, see right. great minds well, think alike when i was at pax and other, and other events you know even even like like configuring the thing like i played this game from uh minority studio not studios but um the people who made Papo yell oh okay. did you get to play that 
I when I play pop, I played their they they made a, a uh, Oculus game where you go back in time and you hunt dinosaurs. It was cool. Like I really enjoyed it. It felt really. If the, I interviewed the guy, of course I couldn't put any footage of the actual game during the interview, but it was cool. The problem was it wasn't configured for me, so right. I was almost relieved when he tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, I'm sorry. Um, we have a long line here. Some of us want to play." Because I could feel the motion sickness rising. Mm, wow. I'm still okay. enjoying the game. I'm yeah. trying to ignore the fact that, like, I'm salivating a little more. Than normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, this could be a problem. Swallowing extra hard. <laughs> exactly. So it was cool, but the problem is showing it to people. And then I'm bald. And I'm, you know, just putting that thing on my head, I'm thinking, I can't help but think. Who else's head is this been on? Right. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. now. Granted, before he put it on, you know, he was using the the, the wet naps and whatever have you right. to 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 swab it down. It's just I think because you know we talk about indie games and some things that are our little niche, but the little more even for people who aren't who aren't listening to podcasts or aren't going to YouTube or aren't in the know like we are, they might discover it. But the problem with VR is where do you show people this stuff? That's my point. That is my exact point. Besides, and if developers are going to make money on this, how, like when you say an, an like, does it make any sense to have an Oculus exclusive? No. Unless, unless Facebook is paying you. Because right. how many people are going to even know about this thing, let alone be in a position to play it? This is, this is the reason why I think Morpheus, like, I played with the, the newest kit on the Oculus at GDC. It was great. It was one of the best experiences. It turned me around on VR, to, to, be, to be honest. I think the problem is, one, like you said, how are you going to demo that stuff? Two, the, the people think that the PC, like, I think, yes, the PC will be the place that most Oculus games and most VR will happen. But most people, when they think about gaming, they're not thinking about their PCs that are connected to a, a TV that's connected in their living room. They're, they're not going to have most people don't have that setup, So that's not going to be a thing that's going to be what's going to be pushing forward the medium in the same way that I think Morpheus would, because you already have an ecosystem in which everything is already tied together. If they can make it wireless, that's what's going to be the thing that's going to make it actually work is that they'll have the other stuff like move like move um, compatibility you already have a console that's already going to work with it. All those things are already set for the living room. And that's what's going to be the thing that's going to push VR forward is if they can get that, if they can get that right, then we'll see uh, VR kind of move in a direction that we've all kind of wanted it to. So, man, I couldn't disagree with you more. You are like, wrong. And we're moving on to the next story anyway. This right. is a consistent theme. <laughs> right. I couldn't disagree with you more. Um, yep. Again, I, I I will say that Oculus is the one that that is definitely poised to do the most. It is probably the most versatile um, with in terms of using it for games. And you know that Facebook is going to uh, implement it in different ways. That's, yeah, so, I forgot so about the Facebook using, part. Using, yeah, using that money and and using the the Facebook platform for what, what for, Facebook game did you play? What do you mean? What Facebook game did I play? What Facebook? What was the last Facebook game you played? Uh, I don't know. I imagine not, words with not, friends right, in VR. Right, terrible. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I can't imagine. But, it but it's, it's it's not about it's not about when it comes to How about on weed the way that right on <laughs> weed on <laughs> weed. <laughs> um, but but it's the 
it's not about Facebook using it for gaming applications with Facebook, the application. It's about using it for things other than that. If you, you know, being able to create a digital representation of yourself and Nobody sitting wants down, that, see. it's you, I I th- I think you're you couldn't be more wrong about we, that. We're on the you fourth don't version of that. You don't we're on want the fourth. That. Nobody wants that. You don't want that. You no, don't. Do want you that, want but, that? Huh? I, I, it could be cool. It could be no. Cool. It could be. What do you mean? Do, I'm do. telling you that I think it could be cool. You got to do, do, caca. Do, do, caca. I think that could be cool. No, I, I, he doesn't. Hey, how dare you? You know <laughs> you doesn't. Know you ain't never met no Martin Luther the King. Oh. Yeah, basically. No, no. You you are playing but, devil's advocate super hard right no, now. No, no, I'm I not. I really, you. honestly, honestly, I'm not. I'm not playing devil's advocate. I, I really, honestly, I think that um, one of the. I mean, one of the the appeal. Of Facebook, and we talked about it when when uh, Facebook bought Oculus. I think that part of the appeal for Facebook buying Oculus was to use the Rift in different ways, and in, in ways that are, that are you know outside of the scope of of gaming applications, like you know uh, virtual tours, like uh, visiting your grandparents, like you know having virtual meetings. Uh, you know, there. I mean, there. Endless different ways that they that they could use it. And with the money that they have, they can put together things that that really allow you to to use it in a way that, you you know, at this point you think, oh, that's dumb. But if what if somebody who, uh, you know, is an invalid or, 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 you know, is bedridden could take a vacation to Hawaii Using the rift, yeah, but that's not like I've never heard of Douglas Quaid. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. basically, right, right, right. and that's my that's my point. Is like, yeah, I these are these are things that are going to happen regardless of whether or not Facebook was connected to that. Like v- VR as a thing, period. People were going to do those kinds of things because those are things that people have already how been are doing. They, how are they going to do them? If the only way that people are associating VR with anything is with gaming, if Morpheus is the thing that takes over, because, you know, the, the argument that you're making is that there it's sitting on your on your gaming console is sitting on your TV. You're using mm-hmm. it to play games. How mm-hmm. are you going to how are you going to do these other applications um, if 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 you're, not you're with not. If right. Well, that's what I'm, but you're saying that people are going to be doing that, but they won't be doing that. Unless there is a unless there is a product out there where they can actually do that type of stuff where people can say, oh, I can use this for games or I can use it for these other things because it's on my PC. I can use it to do X, Y and Z. And hey, Facebook is using it to do these different types of things. So maybe I can do some other different type of thing with with oculus using oculus rift before we move on that's mm-hmm. a lot that's a hit the last po- the last point that i'll make is there's a lot betting on the idea of facebook period and if you yeah. ask most people who are savvy who are still in the space who who talk about social media facebook is not the shit that people are really trying to rock with at this point there isn't another there isn't another big alternative besides twitter 
but they're two very different platforms and that and that is the thing too that people who use that argument i'm like yeah but you're betting on facebook right now and facebook although they're really big people are starting to move away from facebook so not really bro i mean people talk about it all the hipsters want to say oh facebook's not cool facebook's not cool but everybody's on facebook and it's growing every day like facebook is not trending downward facebook is still trending upward so even even though I mean I mean those are the numbers like I'm not yeah. saying that the numbers are saying that Man, he went and, all objective on you right yeah I yeah, know right. I know he tried to, and, tried, and to throw so, the, tried to throw the numbers what at you me. gonna do right. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean yes I, you know the kids aren't playing with Facebook like that and I mean in fact the kids aren't playing with with Twitter like that they're on Instagram they and playing? Snapchat yeah, Snapchat yeah right? that's yeah that's, so, that's what I'm so, saying though. But 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 it's not about it's not about getting the kids. You're not going to outside of gaming applications. And I understand that. Like, I understand where, you you know, what your take is outside of gaming applications. You're not going to get or or inside gaming applications. You're not going to get the kids to buy, um, you know, a three hundred dollar product or or the only place that you're going to get the kids to buy a three hundred dollar product is within the gaming applications. If if you're if that's what you're focused on. But that's why I'm saying that that Oculus is 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 positioned correctly because they're going after technophiles. They're going after gamers. They're going after, you know, all sorts of different people. And and and, you know, the, the, the thing the thing that that they've got going for them is that they realize that a three or four hundred dollar price point is a good price point because every year people in the millions spend that type of money on a new iPhone when they know the next year in 12 months they're going to do the exact same thing and buy a, an Apple Watch or and an iPad and all you know and all of this other crap and they will replace it in a year so right. so so they'll you know they'll sell it by the millions it'll be it, they'll be fine all right, hit us, hit us with the last story. Okay, so the last story is back to gaming. Microsoft is uh, moving, uh, moving away from their cable support in a in a very very real way. So the first thing was a few months ago they partnered with a digital antenna company where they had these digital antennas that will allow you to pick up over the air digital transmissions HD programming that you can use with your Xbox um, for less than a hundred bucks. Now the new story is that there will be DVR support with the Xbox. Uh, The media center is going away for windows 10 and in its stead, it's rumored that the Xbox will have DVR. And like I said, there's already TV support within the Xbox. Um, so, you know, and you can already record your games with your Xbox, with your Xbox hard drive. Um, so the next, you know, it's a very easy transition to go from recording your games to recording uh, live over the air broadcasts or even, you know, cable broadcasts, what have you. Um, so I think that's that part is great. It's really cool. And it, and it really kind of gives me pause to think about whether or not I should cut the cord. Um, but what I think it also says is that one of the things that I predicted uh, to be coming true, it has to come true, which is that we will soon be seeing Xbox ones with larger hard drives, namely at least a terabyte in size. Um, I think a terabyte is still too small, 
but I think that we'll we'll see by E3 Xbox Ones with terabyte hard drives. What do you guys think? Well, uh, the Aaron, Call of Duty edition has a terabyte, terabyte hard drive that, in it, but that's already, just the right, one. Right. Um, right. That was a no, special. I, edition. I I think it's kind of cool, and I'm I've heard maybe it was Giant, but some other podcast where somebody was saying that right now they're telling people to purchase a eighty dollar hop hog. Pronounce it hopog. Yeah, know, yeah, hop-hog. it's hopog. Yeah, the hopog that's, that's uh, antennas. I've been using yes. their products for years. I've been right. that's how I capture all my game footage and stuff for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, it's about eighty dollars now. I'm hearing that they're gonna have a, a less expensive one in the future, supposedly. But this just makes sense. Um, I plugged in my Dishnet box when I first got my Xbox One at launch, mm-hmm. and I showed my wife, and she she gave me a look. And I immediately unplugged the HDMI <laughs> from the back of that joint, and it is not returned. She gave me that Negro please look, and I was like, "Well, never mind. <laughs> Roll them up." Right. So, so much for that. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much it. So this is just a logical, you know, direction for them to move into, just allowing you to. It, it makes sense. I knew I I saw when they released it. Um. I know it was in the U. I know it was overseas in Europe, right. but I, it might have been in Canada as well that they already launched the uh, the over the air antenna stuff. Yeah, so it well, makes they, sense. So they had an update. They had an update that definitely went out to Europe, where you could throw um, your TV broadcast to a secondary device, which was really cool that they didn't bring to. They didn't bring stateside. It may have been in Canada. I know that. The TV stuff really didn't work well in Canada for a long, long time after uh, the console's release. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I know that the over the an- antenna is available now, even in America. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know how well all the TV integration is working in Canada. Kyle, what what's what are your what are your thoughts on? Two quick thoughts. One, sure. it seems like uh, Aaron and I are married to the same woman. Uh, and <laughs> two, um, I guess, She's I mine. guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess you would need to find something to put on your hard drive since there's no goddamn games to play on Xbox. Oh, are you, One. Are, are you, are you, are you are, oh, when people, when people say that, it just snap. kills me. And I'm, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. I'm being a bastard face. Um, well, and you know, being Khalif, yes, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it feels it. like they just have to. <laughs> Who, what? What? Just, anyway, it, it feels like one of those weird things where they still don't. They still are like trying to shoehorn things in that they don't really need. And I'm like, yeah, we know that your machine is like the still want to be kind of media center hub for things i'm like the only well you know what the only thing that i feel is going to be really good about this and we kind of spoke about this a little bit uh off off cast was you know they're really pushing hard for for uh, windows 10 so this all this integration is going to be another version of media center and it's going to be them trying to do the all uh, uh, console agnostic kind of thing. So it's like all ecosystem, all things will be played on all all Windows boxes and all Windows uh, devices. So that that part is exciting because you'll be able to probably stream things back and forth from your PC to your to your Xbox One, which sure. would be dope. Um, and they he you know Phil Spencer basically said that this uh, at GDC this year. So it's like that's a thing. 
that's going to be happening. So whoa, that whoa, makes whoa, me whoa. excited. They're going from the PC to the Xbox. Yes, I believe so. So he, so Quadis is kept. Quadis is kept. If you are an Xbox One preview member, you can already Which do this. You can already do this. So if you go, you go home uh, and you plug in your Xbox One and you download something called Windows the, Update. The, <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's called something like. Uh, wireless transfer or or something something to that effect I'm, oh, I'm really okay. bad. i tried it once and it worked once and it never worked again oh. <laughs> so i i also tried it yeah. once and it worked well and i haven't tried it since um because i've got all of these other ancillary devices that will allow me to do the exact same thing throwing stuff up to the tv and that kind of stuff but the the, yeah, beauty, the the mirror cast stuff is what we're right, talking about. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah, 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 and that's, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah, it's a it's a mirror cast. Um, but yeah, the the beauty of this is that you can do it with any of your devices. Um, you know, your phone, your tablet, your PC, whatever it is. You've got some pictures. You want to display them to everyone. You can be sitting, you know, sitting behind your your computer. And just toss it up to the TV, no problem. You've got a movie or something like that that you want to, you know, cast. You can cast any of that stuff. You know, all of that stuff is is going to be happening. And and I think that, uh, like you said, Ka, that I, that Microsoft's goal is to make entertainment ubiquitous, and 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 make the device that you're using, like you said, agnostic. Um, but it's, you know, all under this Microsoft umbrella. And, and I think that the Xbox one, um, successfully is able to do that once you, once you're, once you understand that that's what it is. And, and the, the problem with the launch of the console was that they backtracked away from, you know, people really gave them a hard time about coming out and talking, uh, you know, focusing on just all of the the entertainment you know all the entertainment aspects of the console uh instead of talking about games and and its initial reveal um and you know for me i didn't have a problem with it you know i mean like i like i was telling uh somebody online uh this this week you know it's it's like the the car dealer showing you all the features of the the new ferrari and the only thing you're saying to him is, well, does it drive? You know, it's a fucking Ferrari. Of course it does. You know, like, why are you worried about whether or not you're going to be able to play games on this console? It's a games console. People but it can do all of these like, other things. People worried about that, which killed me. I, I never understood. Like, people really thought there were not going to be games with this thing. Like, I think right. that's the thing, though. But I think that we are, again, I think we are in a different group than most of the people who even are still buying consoles, you know, who, who aren't as savvy as we are. Like, yes, we are, we would be the bleeding edge group. You know what I mean? Like we're the yeah. folks who are like the enthusiasts. We're the folks who are going and know all the stuff and all the things. And the people who are like, yo, I didn't, I, I want to play Madden. I don't care about no damn mirror cast. I don't care about throwing no damn picture up for that. I have an iPhone and an iPad already. I can do that already. I don't need these extra things that's going to take up space on my already small hard drive for me to do the things that that I can already do on all the other devices. So I think that that's a big part of this pushback on all these angles. It's like, 
I can do all these things on things I already have. Right. Why don't you get the thing right that I've already bought it for? Well, um, and to to the one of the points that you made, Kyle, ask again, what what do you think the likelihood of them introducing a an Xbox One, a SKU with a larger hard drive? Um, what do you think the likelihood of that is? Do you think that it will be at the current price point of three forty nine for a one terabyte or larger hard drive? Or do you think they'll have two SKUs? With one with the smaller hard drive and then one with the larger one. I honestly hope that they don't make make Xbox ones with bigger hard drives. I, I don't want them to because they're going to do the same things that they've done before and make some nonsense, nonsensical proprietary bullshit that you have to wind up figuring out. Unless unless I'm missing something already. Besides the fact, because I know that you can already just connect another external hard yeah, drive to it right. I have you a can, 3 terabyte you, hooked up I'm which, yeah, which, yeah, which, is, which is my thing I'm like you don't need right. to make another you've already done the thing that I need you to do you've already made it easy for me to connect something else external to it which I would much rather do than have well, you have to give have, have that money come back out to me that I'd have to right. spend well, to it's, get the it's new not, it's not that they so it's not for us it's not for people who already own the console because yeah. you can't you can't replace the hard drive the, the same way that you could do with the 360 Right. This is for new adopters of that's what I'm saying. So exactly. So, well, I mean, so so you're saying what so what you're saying is that um, you think it would be smarter for Microsoft to come out and say, hey, you can do all of these things with your console. You can now record live television with your console um, and we're going to keep the hard drive at 500 gigs. You're going to run out of space really quickly and you should go out and buy an external hard drive. I would much rather them be honest about what they're trying to do and give like, I, I would much rather take that extra money that they're going to charge me up front by putting in some crappy hard drive that is going to just be in there. That's going to be full of space. It'll give me a lot of space, but you're going to charge me probably more so you it think cost for me to go get another external? So you you think that, that they're only you think that their only alternative? I'm sorry for cutting you off. Is is to release two SKUs, potentially one you know 500 gig at 349 and a one terabyte at 399. Let's say they're going to do that. That's that's you think that's you think that's what they're going to do? Yeah, of course they are. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Because they already, uh, they've already done it with that with that Call of Duty one that Aaron was talking about, right? So but like, I, I don't I don't think they're going to do that. I think actually what they're going to wind up doing is come E three, um, release say that the the Xbox One now comes with a one terabyte hard drive for three forty nine, and That's that fine. they'll and then and they'll pull the five hundred gigs off the off the shelves, um, or maybe they drop the price of that one to you know some other some other price which i doubt um, pull those off the shelves and just push out the ones with with one terabyte hard drives i mean they did that with the way you call it too like they, there's going to be iterations of the system over the lifespan of the system oh, they of did course. that with the, with the last with the x with the 360s when they had of course the, the melting issues and right. fixed the fix a bunch right. of stuff and, so and, I, don't, you know, I don't i mean they had four different hard drive sizes for that one as well actually yeah. five yeah, and I think I think it's a smart move for them in one aspect, but I also think it's a little bit redundant. Well, you know, it's not redundant. You're giving you're giving consumers choices basically. So that that that's a good thing. Give give the consumers a choice. That's it. There you go. And Word. and uh you know, with choice comes an end, I guess. I don't know. What? 
I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying words. <laughs> wow. I'm saying words. words. You know, you, listen, tried, you I, tried it. You tried right. real hard. I, I am I am ending my talking on the show the way that I began it. Nonsensical. I mean, nothing like integrity, right? Yeah, as long you as you're consistent. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm consistent. Consistently oh nonsensical. Oh, God. So before we get up out of here, um, I wanted to thank Aaron. Thank you so much for, for rocking with us. Thank you, sir. It's been so long, man. We've been we've been cross talking and talking behind the scenes and back channeling, trying to get folks on each other's shows. And you've been gracious enough to ha- gracious enough to have us on your show numerous times. So uh, we, we would definitely extend uh, your stay in Chicago as long as you'd like. You, you will find yourself having a visa at some point. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm all I'm all for it, man. It's been a good good show, man. Good talks. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was it was even better than uh, even better than we had dreamed it would be. So that's that's even doper to know that you have made it here. So if you would like to take the stage and and plug away at all the things that you are doing, all the stuff that you have coming up, the stage is yours. Here you go. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, if you want to uh, find out more about me, go to gameathus dot com. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Indifference. The second I is a one. It's also at Game Enthuse. If you want to watch uh, the plethora of videos that are out there, and there's a lot of them. I mean, there's probably 500 <laughs> of the videos up on YouTube. So I kind of do every, I, I kind of go crazy. But yeah, you can go to YouTube um, to search for Game Enthuse and uh, leave a comment. I don't get a whole lot of comments. So if you ask a question or make a statement, I'm pretty sure I'll get back to you because. I, it's not like I'm, I'm fielding a lot of them, so I, I'm not at that point yet where I don't have to respond. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you um, if if you like, if, if I don't know if you like what I talked about, and maybe want to be on Game of Thrones, hit me up, man. You know that that's that's kind of what the show is about to get people on there who can just talk about what they want to talk about and just express themselves and laugh at all my bad jokes. Yes. <laughs> That, that that's it word word see sexual chocolate Se- oh wow <laughs> damn I, I had a, weirdly i knew that was coming anyway <laughs> i knew it i had a feeling see what's yeah. the social media business our social media business is as follows our great captain Khalif adams is at kajakins on twitter uh myself the consistently nonsensical fumbler stumbler and bumbler of words is at Stubby Stan. The show is at Spawn on Me. The site is at Spawn Point Blog. And don't forget Dan the Robot and also ESN FM. Um, if you like the show, you can listen to it on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and um, all the good places where you find uh, podcasts. And of course, on ESN.FM slash Spawn on Me. Uh, you can get all of our episodes there as well. Uh, when you are on something, make sure that you follow and subscribe and rate and review um, all uh, all of the shows. Tell your friends, tell everybody ab- about them and, uh, you know, make sure everybody knows about it. If you want to email us feedback at the dot com. Um, and if you want to leave us a message, speakpipe uh, dot com slash spawn on me. And um, and if you want to buy our merch, it's at Redbubble, Redbubble, I think, slash shops slash spawn hyphen on hyphen me. But if you go to Redbubble and you search it, we'll, we, we pop up. 
Um, so yeah, you can go and do that. I know that last week and, and, you know, again, apologies. This is, this is my fault. I've got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but, uh, last week I talked about, uh, the spawn on me book of the month, um, game of the month. Uh, I know that we were supposed to talk about what the games were going to be. Um, but look, look on Twitter, um, about the time that this show airs. I will definitely have a post up to talk about which games both on the Xbox one and on the PlayStation four are going to be the games that we wind up playing this month. So look for that stuff there. And I apologize in advance that, uh, it wasn't ready for the show. Yep. Uh, so Um, we're about to get up out of here and I guess really, really quickly before we leave, uh, we have <clears throat> a very cool show coming up as well next week with a very special guest. Um, uh, we will be taping with them next week. Um, I'll, I'll say I'll say two words about us maybe going off world uh, and not coming back for a bit. Uh, so if you get that little gist of what that boing, might be, boing. then then you'll know you'll know that the next week as well. Uh, we'll be having some fun stuff coming for you for the week yeah. after that. So. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been the Spawn of Me podcast, episode 61. Aaron, thank you so much. Check out Game Enthused. Go sub that show and go check it out and support that man and all the folks who are over there doing dope stuff. Yeah, uh, until that, we said, we said hello, man. Word. Uh, and until then, we will say peace. Peace.